All right. Hi, Daniel. How are you doing? I'm okay, Moses. How are you doing? How are you doing? Well, I'm doing good. Um, so welcome to today's episode. Uh, this is our first episode of our podcast. After such a long time, we're finally here, you know? Yes, finally. <laughs> yeah, finally. So, um, okay. So let's get right into it. Just in case you're listening and then you're noticing that, you know, the time difference is quite um, much in the responses. It's because we're recording um, differently. So, you know, we have to merge the audio together and then the latency well, it rained basically. That's all. I'm yes, trying that's to do. true. Yes. All right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Moving on. So today, today's episode is um on today's episode is called "Is God Real?" And you know, the reason why we're talking about this is because this is actually something or one of the one of the um, major issues that atheists present to believers. You know. They're like mm-hmm. you you're illogical for believing in God's existence, you know, and stuff like that. And I'd like to point out that what we do in Christianity is or what we're trying to do today is we're going to provide evidence, all right? And the evidence is going to be substantial mm-hmm. evidence. It's now up to you to decide whether to believe in that evidence or not. We're not going to say, look at God, here he is <laughs> or something. <laughs> You know, that's why we not call it we not, yeah. we not call it the proof of God. If we could, we would have, you know, but then we didn't do that. So um let's let's jump right right um, right into it. So the first thing to consider yeah, sure. here is is why does this matter? You know, so some someone who asks uh, a believer listening to this is thinking, why does this matter? A person who isn't a believer listening to this is also thinking, okay. So why is this such a big deal? Um, so Daniel, why does it matter that why does the question of God's existence mm-hmm. matter? All right. Um the question of God existing or um the existence of a God, the reason why it matters is you see, every human being has been created to believe in something, you know. Even the atheists, the theists, they all believe in something. Yeah. The atheists believe that believe that there is no God. That therefore means that they believe in the inexistence of God. So because we have um, this inner desire to believe in something, it's one of the reasons why we need to know whether something exists. I mean, there's nobody that would believe in something that doesn't exist. Okay. Okay. Yeah. There's nobody that would believe in, for example, atheists believe that God doesn't exist. That means they believe in the inexistence of God. That means that's already a thing. Okay. You get right? So for us Christians, for us believers, the reason why God exists or to know why God exists is important is because, you know, um, it forms the basis for our doctrine. It forms the basis for our Christian living, right? Because if we don't know that God exists, then why are we Christians at all? You see that, right? So mm-hmm. it forms, first of all, the basis for our Christian living. I mean, if we believe that we are, or if we say that we are Christians, but then we still don't know, or we still don't believe that God exists. I mean, it's like beating the air 
okay it's pointless so mainly the reason why we be, the reason why we need to look at um why god exists or the reason why it matters so much to us christians is because it's the reason why we live okay okay so it matters because it's the reason why we live but now um you know there 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 there, there are a couple of things you know we, we talk about and you know a couple of things that came up and someone to say on a more general level like why why does this matter so there are four questions or four points that you know that we'll just address real quick on why God's existence matters. You know, its origin, meaning, morality, and destiny. Just stay with us here. Origin, meaning, mm-hmm. morality, and destiny. And when we talk about origin, well, um, um, Daniel, what, what, why does the origin? Why is the origin affected by God's existence? What would happen in a world with God and without God? What exactly can you say about that? Okay. Um. See, when it comes to origin, um. First of all, um. Let me let me begin by saying this: that living beings could not have been formed out of nothing. All right. Um. The origin of like the origin of everything that exists is something like something that exists must have an origin mm-hmm. and you see the reason why we need to know why god exists is because in actual sense let me just hit the nail on the head then i'll begin my premises in actual sense the reason why we need to know or the reason why god exists matters is because the existence of god resulted into the existence of you and i and the universe in itself okay Okay. so origin the origin of man the origin of the universe the origin of everything that we see today is actually god himself okay now um you know scientists claim that there is a big bang and it's the big bang that resulted into everything that we see today but okay let's try to agree that the big bang actually happened but the truth is this we would never know would never have a bang without a banger do you get Mm -hmm. so we would never have a big bang without a banger the same way we would never have um a watch without a watchmaker okay so even if the big bang happened we also need to know how it happened okay now um someone once said that whatever exists might not have might not have once existed except something caused it to exist okay so the universe you and i human beings and every other person exists today because there's something that caused you and i to exist so god's existence in itself is the result or is a cause of origin is the cause of the universe is the cause of the living things he is the creator of the universe as many would say but then like i said earlier you know, I'm tr- I'm trying to juggle a lot, <laughs> and I'm trying to hit the nail on the head. So forgive me. But then, like I said, even if we were to believe in the Big Bang, that you no, know, there was a cosmological accident, and that cosmological accident resulted into the universe that we see today. It resulted into the human beings that we see today, and every other thing. Now, even if there was a cosmological accident, that cosmological cosmological accident couldn't have just happened because the big bang as many claim is something that just happened out of nothing 
you know, gases and particles and atoms and all those things just collided and then they formed the Big Bang. And after a Big Bang, they began to form the universe and the intelligent design of the universe. So the questions that most scientists cannot answer today is where the Big Bang came from. And the only logical conclusion we would make is that even if the Big Bang happened, they must have been a big banger. Do you get that, right? Yeah, yeah. All right. So, you yeah, know, so the same way I said... Go on. Mm-hmm. You go on, please. No, I'm going to move to the next point, like if I move on. So just carry on what you're saying so you can just wrap up. And okay, okay. Okay. Um, now, let me read a point that um, one Nobel Prize winner said. You know, Richard Feynman, um, he's a Nobel Prize winner for quantum electrodynamics and all that. He said, why nature is mathematical is a mystery. Now, the fact that there are rules at all is a kind of miracle. He goes on to say, to be a scientist, you have to have faith that the universe is governed by dependable, immutable, absolute, universal mathematical laws that might have been formed by a universal lawgiver. Wow. Now, it, this will still have um, effect on my next point, which is morality and all that. But then origin, every law, for example, that we see today, every fixed um, every fixed existence of a thing, let's say the gases that we see, the, the, the intelligent design of the universe, the placement of the earth in the solar system, the placement of the sun in the solar system, all those things might not have could not have happened out of a cosmological accident. I mean, look at this. Imagine your car is moving at 180 miles per hour and my car is moving at 180 miles per hour and then those cars collide. The only thing that would be made out of that collision is a big mess, okay? And so a big mess, an accident would not form a precise design. It would only form a precise you know, mess, okay? It will only form a very big mess. So if we look at the Big Bang and it happened as a cosmological accident, if it happened and then it formed all these things, they must have been a source of this Big Bang. There must have been something that caused this cosmological accident to happen. And if this cosmological accident happened, which formed this intelligent solar system, this intelligent universe that we see, it might have been a being that is beyond um, or is beyond space, time, and matter because it, the Big Bang is as a result of space, time, and matter, right? But yeah. then all these things happened inside space, time, and matter. And, not, and because they happened inside space, time, and matter, that means the one thing that caused this thing to happen should be should transcend time, space, and matter. And that's only God. That's only a theistic being. I, I don't know if I'm making sense. I'm trying to juggle a lot, but right. I hope I'm hitting the nail on the head. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So, you know, and someone would say, um, you know, on the other aspect of things, you know, why can't we just have a chaotic world, a chaotic world, the world that just existed out of nothing and let me tell you how that works out um you know there are a couple of laws in science you know 
people usually say these things, especially people who um who call them who say they're atheists, and you'd hear some of them profess and say um that science proves that there's no God. Well, it's not actually true. You see, um um CS Lewis said that scientists um sought out to early scientists sought out to become to find law in nature because they expected uh, early scientists became scientists because they expected law in nature and they expected law in nature because mm-hmm. there was a lawgiver. So you see, the origin of science itself stems from the very idea of God's existence. But let's leave all of that aside. Let's mm-hmm. assume those were just folklore. Now, scientific principles, law of conservation of energy states that energy can neither be created nor destroyed, but is converted from one form to another. If we make an assumption, you know, people someone, someone says um, the universe came from nothing. It, it, it's, it's not an assumption. Okay, so you're saying the universe came from nothing. So it wasn't anywhere. It wasn't at any point, and it wasn't anything. Those are three very fundamental things. I'll say that again. It wasn't anywhere. So you're saying there was mm-hmm. there was no space that existed. Someone say it came from um a space. Uh, it was empty space. Space is something. So you can't have space. Yes. You can't have matter. That means there was absolutely nothing that was there, and you can't have um mm-hmm. time. You, there was no period when it was created, and that's what we're saying when when that's what people are saying when they say that everything came from nothing. It is a scientific impossibility, you know. Um, yes. Some people try to say um, antimatter uh, and the theories on antimatter, but here's the very fact: antimatter is something. Do you understand? It's just yes, it is. it's just it's just a different. You know how we have solids, liquids, and gases, or solids, liquids, and gases. You just have a different composition. Do you understand? And so people people try to confuse people by by putting up all those things. So why? exactly this matters is because if you're saying that the world came from absolute chaos it doesn't scientifically add up like there's no there's no mm-hmm. basis to say you know what we came from we came from a bunch of messes like the the origin our origin stems from stems from can't scientifically it does not make any sense to say mm-hmm. that we came from absolute rubbish or we came from a collision of of two inexistent things or inexistent particles, particles and just everything. Mm-hmm. the fact that you're calling them particles is the fact that it is something so the best way mm-hmm. to define the um the um atheistic view of creation is nothing created something and when we mean nothing, we mean yes. no space, we mean no time, and we no mean time, no matter. No matter. Nothing mm-hmm. created something, and that doesn't work in science, right? So that's that's one of the reasons why you know the you know this question is important because this question actually boils down to what the facts are. You know, it, it shows you what, and you know, as you follow us in this, what one of, one of the things you realize is that. These questions actually define how we live our lives. So let me take you to the next point now. The next point is meaning. I said we were going to answer four questions. Origin, meaning, morality, and destiny. Mm-hmm. So the next one is meaning. And uh-huh. on the side of meaning, I'm just going to share a couple of lights and then we'll move to the next one. In meaning, you see, if we say 
that God created the universe, it would mean that the universe's definition is by God. But if we say that mm. chaos was the result of what we have today, then this chaotic mess that we're in has no meaning. It is just a mess. It's the same way. Um, it's the same way. Uh, you know, when an accident happens, you're not thinking, "What's the purpose of this accident?" Mm-hmm. It wasn't supposed to happen. Do you understand? No one, no one thinks of an accident yes. and thinks, "Oh, let's find meaning from this accident." Especially when the accident doesn't like. If there's a nuclear blast, you're not thinking, "Oh, what's the productive thing this has done?" You know, no one that that doesn't happen. So. There can't be any meaning to life without... So someone else argues and says, okay, I could find meaning in my job. I could find meaning in things I do. Well, you see, the the, the concept of meaning, it revolves much more than um, an individual. We've seen so many people, mm-hmm. I mean, all across time. We've seen celebrities, people at the highest of levels crash and come down all because they couldn't find that meaning in life. They couldn't find that, um, you know, what's what's the name? There's 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 a concept in theology it's called um, sense sensus divinitalis, which means the sense of the, mm-hmm. the divine. There's that sense of the, of divine, the divine in every human being. Every human being has that 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 longing for God, that that knowledge of God. Oh God, mm-hmm. you know, um, and you see. Without God, you know, some people would say it's a God-sized hole in the heart of every man, you know, and and I and I do agree with that because without God being yeah, there, it is, to fill, it is actually without God being there to fill it, nothing else can. And this is one thing people don't get: you know, you're trying to fill it with career, you're trying to fill it with a job. It doesn't, it doesn't work that way. That and and here's this is I'm not just saying this because you know I'm a Christian. I'm saying this because it it's been proven in different lives. We see people so successful, they, they believe they can do it all without God. And then you see them make very, very terrible statements at their deathbeds, how they wish they had done their, lived their lives better, how they wish there was more, how they yearned and needed something more. A couple of people you probably mm-hmm. know or you've heard about or you probably look up to have been in situations like that. You know, they try to use substance to just cloud their minds because there is much more to life than the things in life, you know, just the same way we, we can, we can, we cannot say we were created by something in our system. Like we're not created as a result mm-hmm. of um, something in space, in time or in matter, but we're created by something externally. That's the same way our definition and our purpose cannot be internal. It's by something external, something bigger, some external one mm-hmm. greater than us. So you see, these 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 are these are very very important things to consider because, you know, the the truth of the matter is the answer to these questions. Like I said, the answer to the question of God's existence does affect the quality of our lives in such yes such so such many ways and an an amazing way. And that leads me to the next point, Daniel, which is morality. So, mm-hmm. what does a world without God look like morally, and what does the world with God look like morally? Okay, now, um, first of all, let me say this: um, a world without morals 
would be a world full of chaos. That's just the truth. Okay. And it all goes back to our first point. We said if something chaotic made the universe, that means everything everything else that follows should have been chaotic. Okay. That means imagine if a cosmological accident or something chaotic, you know, like a big bang happened and formed everything we see today. That means we shouldn't have had so many precise moral laws. We shouldn't have had so many precise mathematical, physical, biological laws because, like you said, nothing forms nothing. Yeah. Do you get right? Mm -hmm. So when it comes to morality, you know, so like I've explained, a world without God, or sorry, a world without morals would be so chaotic. Mm. On the other extreme, a, a world without, a world with morals would be good, but would have a little bit of some chaos. And that's because it all goes down, it, it all goes down to free will and how we use our morality. But then let me say this. I'll say this. Evil and good coexist here on earth, okay? But then, good is the standard for evil. That means, like, uh, you know, C.S. Lewis once said, the only way you would know that a line is bent is because you have an idea of how a straight line looks like. Mm -hmm. Do you get that? Mm -hmm. So the only way we would know that something is bad is because we have an idea of something that is good but then where do we know or where do we get from that idea of something that is good it's internal it's in our conscious deeply embedded in our minds so where do we get that from there's something that that you know there's something that gives us this morality there's something that gives us this consciousness in our minds all right all right mm -hmm. now like i said evil and good coexist but then good is the standard for evil that means i know that something is evil based on how close or how far it is from good mm. did you get that right mm -hmm. but then what is the standard for good the standard for good should be something or someone that transcends all human beings mm. because let me say this if i was the one who determines good it wouldn't work because let's say for example not everything that I see good is good to you, Moses. Do you see that? For example, let's say, let's just say I support um, Manchester United and you support Chelsea. I would say that Manchester United is good. You'd say that Manchester United is bad. Now, imagine if I was the one who was determining morality or determining good. That would be so unfair. Not so. Yeah, true. But then, but then, that means man cannot be the standard for good. It must be someone or something that transcends man himself. And that means the standard for good is someone or something that transcends all of us. And that must be a divine being. Now, coming to objective morality. Now, look, there is objective morality because there is a moral lawgiver. Okay? So, because the standard for morality must transcend human beings. Like, what I'm trying to say is this. If we have morality or if we know what is good and if we know what is bad, and yet we don't know who on earth determines what is good and what is bad, then we must look for something outside the earth 
something outside the world that must be a standard for good mm. and bad. Mm. Do you see that, right? Yeah. And then we know the moral law. The moral law states that if there is a moral law, there must be a moral law giver. Yeah. There will never be a law on this earth that functions without someone that once created it. For example, we have the law of um, thermodynamics, like you said. Those laws were created by something or someone. It could be a human being. It could be something that descends or transcends human beings. But in this case, it's a moral law. And because it's objective morality, it must be something that is beyond every one of us. Because if objective morality was determined by you and I, would have so much chaos, would have so much confusion. Do you get that? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Now, let me say this. Nature is functionally elegant. So at every level and in every detail. So these things could have... So that means because nature and the world is functionally elegant, that means the elegance, which is also taking us back to intelligent design, is that morality is also part of an intelligent design. It would not have existed without someone pushing it into existence. All right? Like, look at this. I know that something is good. But how then, how did I know that something is good? Someone must have embedded it in my mind. Someone must have embedded it in the innermost, in my innermost conscious. And that person must be someone who has access to my mind, who has access to my conscious. No human being has access to another human being's conscious. So that means morality is not based or is not formed by fellow humans. It is formed by someone that has access to every human being's conscious. Hmm. Do, do I make sense? Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Now, lastly, have you noticed that all of us know, for example, let me give this example. It is morally long, wrong, sorry. It is just morally wrong to, for me to carry a newborn baby and start beating up the newborn baby. You yeah. get that, right? Mm -hmm. Now, all of us know that that is morally wrong. Now, could if we say that a human being formed that moral law, how would he have had access to 7 billion people, 7 billion people's consciousness to tell them that this thing is wrong? It's impossible, right? Yeah. So there's no way a human being would have put or placed a moral law in every one human being's consciousness. It must have been a divine being that has access to everyone's conscience. So, in essence, what I'm saying is that if there is objective morality that is embedded in every human being's conscience, and that objective morality is consistent in everyone's mind, that means there must be a moral lawgiver that has access to every human being's mind and conscience. All right, that, that's, that's amazing. That's amazing. You know, um, mm -hmm. I'd like to say something about the, the point of morality. And, you know, the truth mm -hmm. is, for those of you listening and, you know, um, you know someone who has a question or you personally have a question, you see, if you if you address the issue on the, of the existence of God and his um, reality in all sincerity and fairness, you will find that these are actual facts that can be taken to 
a court case and won. And the truth is, mm-hmm. people mm-hmm. people who people who know these things and still choose to not believe. I I really don't know. I I sincerely do not know what personal experience they have had, but the truth is quite clearly there. You know, when we talk about the sub- mm-hmm. the, um, the case of morality, there's objective morality and there's subjective morality. And, you know, just like you rightly pointed, when we say objective morality, it's a standard. You know, while we were speaking, I was reminded of the 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 way the Bible um the Bible, the Christian Bible <laughs> calls um addresses mm-hmm. sin the greek word for sin is literally means to miss the mark so there is a mm. standard and that standard is god you know real right and wrong are, yes. are categories based on god's nature and based on his character mm-hmm. you know some people now say um that well we don't need a standard to um to know what is good or what is evil and then um i'm just reminded of this statement that uh, well, let's, let me not get there. You know, they don't need a standard to know what is good and what is evil. You know, I can decide for myself. Mm-hmm. Well, in some cultures, some people think they should eat other people. In some other cultures, they don't think so. So what's, mm. what exactly is right? Yes. Like, do you understand? You know, people who, who come up with movements and say things like, you know, mm-hmm. all lives matter or black lives matter or racism is bad. You can't, you won't be able to have a voice to say things like this in a society that is um, subjectively moral. Because if you say, um, oh, you know what, this this morals that are subjective should become everybody's morals, then they have become objective. Because the point of subjectivity means that I can have my own view, irrespective of everyone mm-hmm. else's view. It is subjective to me. Yes. If you impose your subjectivity on my subjectivity, it becomes objective. If all of us agree that something should not be done, it's no longer subjective anymore. It's objective. And the truth of the matter it becomes is, objective. In in like I said, like we mentioned, the census divinitalis, the conscience of man knows what is right and what is wrong you know and this is mm-hmm. this is another thing that happens when you bring up the um the issue of um, morality and all of that you know people now begin to say you know if god is actually real and he's good then why is it that bad things happen but you see the same mm-hmm. people who bring this question up you know they they like to bring this question up to 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 christians and um you know, they just expect to throw you off. But initially, they don't believe in this. If you're saying there's good, and this is this reminds me of something Dr. Ravi said. He says, if you're saying there's good and there's evil, that means you're saying um, there's, a, um, there's a moral law because you cannot know what's good mm-hmm. and what's evil. You're not saying my and good. You're not saying my good. You're not saying my evil. You're saying good and evil. That means they are objective and definitive. So... There must be a moral standard, a code that we all have be, and yes. everybody, everyone, who, you probably agree with that. And then, if there is that moral law, there must be a moral law giver. Now, the moral law yes, giver right. in this case is God. And if you say God doesn't exist, you can't complain about good or evil because it is not a thing. Mm-hmm. It doesn't really exist. It's like you know, someone. I remember. There was this conversation, you know, and and Iti said, and they asked him, how do you d- differentiate between um, 
between um between good and evil he said the same way i differentiate between blue and green and it doesn't mm-hmm. that that doesn't make sense because you know blue and green are colors they're not they're not standards of morality they're not yes they're not the the choice of blue or green can just make your house ugly but you see because life is much more valuable and important than how your house looks or how whatever you're wearing looks that that question cannot be compared on that level you know comparing the choice of on morality to color would be implying that the human life is as well as worthless as color is because if you're saying you know my standards of morality can be as as easy to switch as it is for me to switch my color choice or my club choice then you're actually saying that um you know the life or death like my my choice to kill someone or to keep someone alive if i had a gun in my hand you know and the person wasn't uh and the person i just saw someone and i had a gun in my hand and you know if if i decided to kill him or keep him alive it was just as easy as me tossing a coin and whatever side i see i just pick it and and that's that's is no morality there's no like like you rightly said daniel it's a chaotic world it's really really mm-hmm. chaotic that idea is yes. is scary you know it's like this this movie i don't know if you've ever seen this movie called the purge there's the purge yes I, yes I, I, just, I have i just saw only part three and you know it just gives you an idea of how a world without chaotic yeah, and the world know, can be you know it's funny how the day before the purge everybody has to you know respect their elders you know if your parents just <laughs> up the road to you you don't do anything to them but that night you know everybody becomes as if there's this there's this unleashing of hell on earth mm-hmm. yeah and you see it's like um j- just getting back to that example you see morality is what upholds the the values it it you see morality is what upholds the whole world right now yeah is what holds it in place and some you know i met an atheist that says okay he argues that he argues for morality he knows that yes there is there is morality and there's supposed to be morality people are supposed to be morally good but then he he now says morality is like he he you know he in some ways contradicts himself because you say that morality is what upholds unity is what brings peace in this world is what sustains this world but then he's forgetting that morality itself has actually an origin mm. and that origin is god yeah. so in actual sense he's saying god the creator of morality is the one that is upholding the universe yeah you see that right so every human being so long as they are morally they have objective morality are actually sustained by morality and that morality has been created by god so in other words they are being sustained by god that's why you know in the end the bible now tells us that god is good to the just and the unjust yeah so in other words god is actually sustaining every one human being's life here on earth mm. okay as in he's he's in he's actively um i don't want to use the word participating but then he's indirectly in a way 
in care of every one human being. That is why he cares about people. He cares about souls out there. That is why he keeps on saying um, he wants all men saved. He wants all men saved. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah, by the laws he puts, he shows how much he really cares. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You know, the fact that, you know, if I start saying some things now, we'll just run into some premises. So let's do the final one. You know, I said four questions. Origin, meaning, morality, and destiny. And if you've been following us, and destiny. you realize how these questions have led from one to the other. And so the final one is destiny. Mm-hmm. And I'll just really touch on that briefly. You see, if there is no God, the destiny of mankind is chaos. This is what that means. It mm-hmm. means that if there is no God, if you really believe there is no God, there is no point to life. Life has no meaning. Life has no no purpose. Yes. Life has no... There isn't anything after now. But you see, that's, that's, that's what that world presents. It's a hopeless, vain, empty, void world. Void. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then, if we say that there is God, then the, the destiny of man is, based, is is to live with God forever. He's eternal. God is eternal. And so he will have a way to spend eternity with man. So man's destiny will no longer be decided by, um, by chaos or a cause of events. It will be decided by God, mm-hmm. you know? Saying, saying, well, let's not even get there. So, our destiny is is not would not be in our hands. So, you see, we f- we followed how if God is real, you know, uh, if 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 God isn't real, the origin of the world is from chaos. The meaning of the world is chaos. The morality of the world is chaos, mm-hmm. and the destiny of the world chaos. is chaos. Destiny of man is chaos. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then, if we say that God is real, then he is the origin of life and the universe. Mm-hmm. He gives the, the the universe and life its meaning. You know, meaning. He, from mm-hmm. him is the 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 good and evil drawn. We can decide what is good, what is evil. And let me just say this about good and evil. You see, some people say that good is a deviation, and um, evil is a deviation from good. So from good. God is mm-hmm. good, and then you do something contrary to God. Like I said, sin is missing the mark. So you miss the mark, and that's evil. You do something contrary to God, and then you know if we mm-hmm. and since if God is real, the destiny of man will be decided by God, and you know this is this is this is an awesome awesome um way to look at this. You know, it's just something that you should spend some time to think about. You know. Um, if you're out there, you have questions, you have um, thoughts on your mind. You're like, is this God really real? If if He is real, I need I need some proof to know you're there. And then you 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 listening here, um, you have a friend who doesn't believe God is real, and you're trying to show them. Well, this is something substantial to get them to think about. This this is substantial, you know. There, there, mm-hmm. there are a lot more premises, and trust me, we will go into them by the grace of God. Um, we have, we'll have to call this, ep- wrap this episode up here with some final thoughts. But then, on the next one, we will go into the premises, the major premises. We'll look at um, 
um, creation or look at um, um, how we would delve more deeply into evidences that show that there is a God. All right, so Daniel, final words on this. So what would you, what would you want to conclude on about this? Um, okay, um, to conclude, I'll just say this, that concerning morality and concerning origin, which are the premises I focused on, and like, it's, look at this, anything without God, or if we try to subtract God from any of these four premises, all we see is chaos, like you said. If we say God is not the origin of the world, we will see chaos. Mm. If we say God is not the origin of meaning, or God does not is not the basis for meaning, we will not have meaning in life. Mm -hmm. If we say God is not the standard for morality, the world will not be moral. And if we say God is not the author of destinies, our destiny will be so, you know, yeah. destructive. Yeah. So it all goes back to a man without life, without the life of Jesus Christ in him. Yeah. If we see that the universe in itself is chaotic without God, much more the life of man is chaotic without God. Yeah. And that calls for the need for a savior. And, you know, Jesus, God saw that, you know, man without God is sin. And that sin leads to death. Yeah. And that sin leads to destruction. And so that's why he sent his son, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Jesus Christ was God himself incarnated. Okay. He was God himself incarnated. That means he said that if man would have Jesus Christ in his life, the chaos that man is facing, the chaos that man would face, would be avoided, so much avoided. Mm. So those are my remarks. You see, a man lacking the life of Jesus Christ in him will all end up in chaos. And in the end, it will be chaos that will, eternal chaos in, in, in a sense. In fact, not just in a sense, but in actual sense, it will be eternal chaos. And that calls for a need for a savior, a need for a savior in a person's life. So if someone is hearing or listening to this podcast, probably you're already born again, but this calls for much more evangelism to call out Jesus Christ into the world, to speak and to preach about Jesus Christ to the world. Because until we preach Jesus to the world, the world will still remain in a chaotic state yeah. because it is lacking Jesus Christ. That's, that's, that's profound. That's Do you really see that, profound, Moses? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, please over to closing you. Closing on this. Closing, closing on this. Uh, I, I, you, 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 you basically just expressed my mind. God, God is, you know, another thing we can see is that in the life of a believer, we see what life looks like or a life of a Christian. We see what life looks like mm -hmm. with God's existence and when God's will is done. We're not saying that Christians are perfect. We're not saying that Christians have it all together. But we're seeing a better example of what life would be, like a better quality of life. And, you know, there are, there are probably a lot of people out there who um, who have considered suicide and considered taking their lives because they think they have no meaning. Just like Daniel said, God mm -hmm. became man and, you know, he died for our sins. 
he gave his life away for us. He believes your life matters. He believes all lives matter. He mm-hmm. believes that your soul is precious. He believes that my soul is precious. He believes that all our souls are precious. He didn't create a chaotic universe. And yes, he loves you. He loves you so, so much. He loves you so dearly. All right? So I just yes. I just hope these words just pour you on to um to your to your journey of seeing the truth of God's word and seeing God's love for you. I pray for you, the believer who's going mm-hmm. through tough tough times, that this would be a motivation to and an encouragement to just keep on going in God and you know to strengthen your faith. And for you who is a skeptic, I hope we've been able to show you evidence enough to prove God's existence. And we're going to come back with much more. We're just going to come back with much more. And thank you so much for being here with us. Yes, we are. This is our first. Um, this is our first podcast. Um, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for taking out your time. Um, we'll, thank you so much. We'll be back again same time. Or we'll be back again next Thursday. All right. Have a great day.